We are Living by the Word Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to one cause. That cause is the truth given in the Holy Bible, which we believe is the inerrant and infallible Word of God, conferred to man to live by. We let the Word of God be the final authority as to what is or is not true. We strongly feel that if we do not expose false doctrine, we only encourage it. This ministry is designed to challenge you from an apologetic point of view. 1 Peter 3.15 instructs us to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. This is Michael Tinsley. Please stay tuned while we arm you, the believer, to keep living by the word. It's the noble thing to do. Yes, yes, indeed. Hi, Brian. It is a noble thing to do to keep living by the word. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Living by the Word Ministries presentation of the Bible Information Brokers. My name is Daryl Easy D. Fulton, and we have a live broadcast as usual, and I'm going to give you information whereby you can call and uh, email us and participate by asking questions, and we promise you we desire to give you a biblical response. And we have a good a good namesake, uh, Brother Daryl, receiving the phone calls tonight, and I'm going to ask that you go ahead and start calling right now to be one of the first few before I introduce to you my other teammates. That number is one triple eight. LA Talks, one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. My teammate Brian always said it's on our dime, but actually on your dime because you support this ministry, those that support it. So please call in right now, take an opportunity to be one of the first to get your questions answered. One triple eight LA Talks, one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. You may say, easy, I don't have any questions. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If you're reading the Bible, you have a plethora of questions. I know I do. But uh, we're not going to answer all the questions that I have. This broadcast is for you, so the broadcast will go as you participate, as you call in, as you email your questions. Uh, to give us a call right now. Take an opportunity to call in right now at this opportunity. We have open lines, one triple eight la talks one triple eight five two eight two five five seven or you can either go to our website at BibleInfoBrokers.com. BibleInfoBrokers.com, the best way to send us an email question or a Facebook question is going to our website and navigate from there. Just simply click a button. You can send us an email question or click the button to Facebook, and you can look at all the Facebook page stuff and then send us a question by way of Facebook as well. Here we go. The numbers, once again, one triple eight la talks one triple eight five two eight two five five seven or www dot bibleinfobrokers dot com. Now listen, without further ado, because we got a lot of stuff to do, a lot of things to cover today. Uh, we have our, our teammates back. We have, we one have of our a special back. guest coming in today. Well, we do have a special guest. Well, we'll talk about this special guest. We'll see because our, our teammates, uh, Dr. Bowman, uh, you, Brian, and myself, we were here on the job, and some folks was, um, you know, interesting uh, away from us. But let, anyway, let's do this. Brian, since I heard your voice, Welcome. Welcome, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. That's Brian Allen. If you guys don't know, uh, you should know. And if you've listened to broadcast before, if you're first listening, we want to introduce ourselves as usual. And then also, without further ado, we're going to bring to you uh, what we call the world traveler, the the man with many stories to tell us. We've heard some of them already. <laughs> but without further ado, that giggler in the background, Mr. Giggles himself, oh. Professor Craig Hawkins. How you doing, PCH? Yeah, and I just quadrupled up on my stories and went through <laughs> <laughs> All I can say, brother, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a delight to hear your voice over there across the waters. But uh, the things that you were telling me, I said, look, man, I experienced that stuff when I used hey. to travel all the time. Now, now Daryl, if you were a betting man, <laughs> and I would, you, would you say, <laughs> and I do sometimes. would you put your money down that Craig didn't get sick or he did get sick? Oh, well, before, ba- ba- wait, 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 Based on his traveling in the past. Oh, wait, no. Well, based upon the historicity of his travels. Yes. And just the idea that this man loves food. 
he gonna get sick. Okay, no matter where he go, <laughs> good food or bad money. <laughs> PCH, welcome back, brother, and I'm glad that you safely arrived with us. And um, uh, Brian, and I've already prayed for the show already. So, uh, without further ado, I'm gonna ask that you take over the mic right now and let us know how the trip was. But let me give the number out once more time, uh, Brian. One triple eight LA talks. One triple eight five two eight two five five seven. Open forum for you to call in with your open honest questions. We have a biblical response for you. Go to our website. Send us an email question or a Facebook question at BibleInfoBrokers.com. PCH, talk to us. Well, I'm not sure about the safely part, but I am home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, um, the old Disneyland ride. Um, no, it was a phenomenal trip. I would say, well, I want to say thank you to everybody who prayed and those who even gave financially to make this thing happen. Um, it was, uh, I would say, of my many, many trips overseas, I would say it was the best as far as... Um, <clears throat> productivity. Productivity, fruitfulness, and just sensing God's blessing in his favor. And can I use the word anointing? Absolutely. Uh, on, on our time, uh, particularly... Ch- I, we, I heard that we might have as many as 25 pastors, leaders mm. from Myanmar, and we had actually 30. Wow. And so uh, it's not just the numbers. It was the quality of the people... Uh, these people were phenomenal, smart, dedicated. Many of them have spent time in jail, uh, persecuted for the faith. Just not what it is here in the Western world. Uh, you know, Myanmar is officially Buddhist, and they don't look kindly on non-Buddhists, uh, not just uh, uh, the Muslim uh, uh, groups that are there, but Christian as well. And so, at any rate, just want to say, first off, uh, again, thank you to everybody who prayed and uh, whatnot. Also, I did prevail against the pig and the outhouse. I just want to know. <laughs> if you want to know what I'm talking about, you have to stay tuned. <laughs> well, you, well, you know, Craig, uh, you know, as I was telling you earlier, I have a friend, um, long-time listener of our, our show, and she uh, has been down to the, uh, you know, come down to Court Church to listen, uh, you know, to the speakers and you, um, uh, you being one of them. And uh, a text was sent to me today, and it kind of falls in on what you've been dealing with uh, on your on your uh, ministry trips. I don't like just calling them trips because it sounds like you're taking a trip. But yeah, a club yeah, night or something. Yeah, yeah like uh, you know, with your mi- missionary your missionary trip or missionary journey. journey. Mm-hmm. But here, and and I'm going to ask our listening audience to pray for this situation. But I want you to comment on it, Craig, because I know you've seen it firsthand. It says, "Hi, Brian. Prayer request." Please pray for the protection of the 25 promised child teens from South Sudan who fled to Kenya for safety and are in great danger of being attacked by a Kenyan mob. This is the ministry of Rob Douglas, Ends of the Earths in South Sudan. They are doing everything they can to evacuate the kids in the morning. Seven others have been murdered already. Urgent prayer needed. Thank you. Uh, Now, this person isn't just you know, making this kind of stuff up, right? This, and and I know they're not, but can you kind of uh, let the listening audience know about stuff like this that goes on? Well, well, Brian, and, and, and I've got a place for that. I would want to talk about that and pray for that. Uh, but that is a reality. The value of life in Asia, Southeast Asia, is not what it is in America. Children are expendable. Uh, they would say they have too many of them. They can't afford them. They can't feed them. <laughs> if they can't produce work to farm, or otherwise be productive and contribute to the well-being, uh, by that I mean the financial viability of a family, then they're expendable. 
Um, and uh, so, and let alone if, a, God forbid, a child's handicapped, they're just basically uh, left to die often. And even in the so-called orphanages, and even in China, for example, they're just really at best, uh, they just kind of store, uh, storehouse them, you warehouse them. Um, and they don't really take care of them and uh, whatnot. Uh, someone was telling me that their wife had a ministry of just brushing the teeth of the, of the children in this mm. one orphanage because the, the workers there would not do it. They just they didn't take care of them. Um, and it's and it's and it's it's part of it is uh, some of this is communist stuff when you get to China, but a lot of it is is just this worldview of uh, of karma. It's their karma. It's their karmic debt. And these people, they're just, whatever they get, they've done something horrible in a previous life. And so, you know, suck it up. It builds character. And you work off negative karma in this life. And if you die, no big deal. And so parents can give their kids away or just abandon them and not be prosecuted because there's too many anyway. And uh, basically the, the culture allows this and there will be no prosecution. So even big cities like uh, India, Mumbai, t- uh, Calcutta, uh, whatnot, you can see this if you go to a website like... Uh, I'm not really sure their actual affiliation, but uh, go to a site called rescuefoundation.net, rescuefoundation.net, out of Mumbai, and they'll talk, they have videos on this, and um, let alone uh, solid Christian organizations that I know of. But, so there was some of that that I did run in. And my primary uh, reason going this trip, I do have different aims, different trips, was to train uh, Christian leaders and pastors from Myanmar. Again, a lot of persecution of believers. Um, let me give you an example. The, the, the place where I was is right on the border, literally, uh, of um, Myanmar and uh, part of India. In fact, half the town's in Myanmar and half the town is in, is in uh, India. Um, and so at any rate, uh, go there to train uh, folks, and, and that time was just incredible. Now, I have pictures. I don't have as many as I normally take because my cameras were acting up on my phone. Um, but I do have some, and we haven't had a chance to load them up because uh, a lot of my flights were delayed. Seriously, I messed my travel up. Uh, besides them losing my luggage, it was a wonderful thing. I'll talk about that <laughs> in a few. But um, uh, so he delayed my flights, and uh, anyways, I was in and out, more out than in, of Wi-Fi, phone reception. Even locals there didn't have often phone reception. So I couldn't transfer the pictures out, but uh, I have them, and... Brian, I'm going to be sending them to you later tonight and or tomorrow and, and try to get some of these loaded up so people can see firsthand what All I'm right. talking about. But so anyway, so I went to this really remote area. Uh, my flight out of Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, I know better than to have stopovers, uh, layovers, but I, this is the way I thought I could get. I left LAX to Dallas, and then they, my flight was messed up. And they said, well, the good news is <laughs> it will leave, but about five to seven hours later, yeah, I said, yeah. the bad news is I will miss my connecting flight. Yes. And, in London, that means I miss all my flights in India. And that's happened before with the same airlines. I'm not done with them yet. And I said, that I, this is unacceptable. And so he put me on Qatar Airlines. Last minute, they forgot to tell me that they got me on there. Luggage. And um, the last passengers, they shut the door and mm-hmm. get on the plane. And I'm like, oh, my luggage, wow. And sure enough, uh, they lost my luggage for a week. So I ended up in a remote part of India. I got. I got to say this: uh, worst travel experience ever. But the ministry is what's important, Amen. so that's Amen. what matters. But I got to tell you, I've been up close to four days straight at this time because I had to uh, finish a midterm. It had to be approved by our school. I had to have what's called a model answer to it. I had, uh, I had extension of my taxes. I had to have that finished. Uh, so I've just got all this stuff doing, let alone. 
taking all the materials. And we did. We took all, bought a lot of materials. We took them all with us. And eventually they got to the people once my luggage was found. And, uh, <laughs> but at any rate, um, so at any rate, they, they mess up my flight. I end up in another airlines, go through Doha, through Qatar, and then get to Delhi. And then sure enough, my luggage is missing. And uh, they're, they're like, oh, no big deal. It's like, no, it is a big deal. Uh, my change of clothes and materials, a lot of it are in there. And uh, anyways, I, I did give them a, a week later after much cajoling with them and uh, whatnot. Uh, but anyway, so I go to this part of India on the border of, of, of Myanmar, and uh, I just got to say this. It's, so it's, I'm not going to exaggerate. It's not in the hundreds, but it's in the 90s. It's in the 90s, but the humidity is in the 90s, yes, close sir. to 100%. Yes, sir. So I, I'm stuck with the same clothes for five days, um, no change. I can't go to Walmart. There's no clothing store to go to. I'm stuck with the same clothes. Um, so if you see pictures, you go, he's wearing the same thing again. Hey, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> A whole I, I, trip. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm, I'm sick because I got this bad cold. I'm, my nose is dripping like a sieve. I don't have anything. Just a cold, but, you know, how I, sometimes the cold, I just feel I'm going to die or I, I need to die. So I have this cold. I'm running a fever, and then the humidity is almost close to 100%. It does rain, actually, in lightning thunder. And I'm stuck in the same clothes for five days. Uh, and, and, and then I'm sick, and I spoke five times my first day there, five times, and I'm just like, wow, what, you know, this is, I'm just ready to just die, put me, you know, bury me. But, but actually, the ministry was, was really, I, I just feel radically blessed by God, and after the fact, I was really just thankful that I was there. Um, but the, the, the car ride up to the mountains with these roads were just missing part of the road because it's been washed away. Ten foot holes in the ten foot. Not I didn't say a foot. I didn't say two feet. I said ten foot holes in the road were it, your dirt roads, and they've washed away, <laughs> and you have to go around them. And uh, again, ten feet is conservative. So anyway, I finally get there, and we end up doing this, and just the turnout's phenomenal. The people are awesome, and just an incredible time of ministry. This is one part of the ministry, one leg of this. So I end up speaking about eight times to this group. A lot of it on reincarnation, transmigration, Buddhism. But they loved Greek and Hebrew, and believe it or not, they really ate it up. Mm. A lot of them had never heard the issue. Let me give you an example uh, of salvation. They've heard the word, but they don't really, some of them have no seminary training. They don't really know what it means. Some of them do. Some have masters. A lot of them have no formal training. And they're pastors. And, and so we're dealing with the Buddhism issues, and one, one individual who's become a pastor who was actually a very committed uh, a Buddhist monk, now become a Christian and a pastor, uh, they were talking about the issue, do, do Buddhists have the concept or word for salvation? And one gentleman was saying they don't. And he was saying they do. But I said, well, let's talk about that. Right. And so I went through and explained salvation from Greek and Hebrew, that it really means deliverance. Yeah, salvation, but salvation means deliverance. Deliverance from uh, a flash flood, a, a firestorm, an earthquake, tornado, hurricane, you know, whatever. Um, it's deliverance from some type of uh, eminent, you know... Uh, uh, danger. Uh, danger, yeah, but in, uh, in the sense of a fatal... Your risk of losing yeah. your terminal, yes. Yeah. Losing your life. Thanks, Daryl. And so, uh, you, and when I said that, the light went on. They got it. I go, so do, do they have this concept? Yes, they talk about deliverance from samsara, the will of reincarnation mm. or transmigration. And that was the type of stuff we had. And then we, I asked them, you know, what... What's the most valuable thing, I've done this before, that I can talk to you about? What do you need to know the most? What would you like to discuss? And or what's just going on in your ministry? And we had these conversations were just incredible. I wish everybody had been there. It was just incredible. And to see the gratitude, how smart these guys are, the gratitude. Uh, the complex we met at, we changed our venue. Mm -hmm. 
um, because I found out there was an orphanage on site, and then by us, and, and by the way, your donations pay for all their food and their lodging yes. while they're there, okay? And a lot of the travel as well for translators and, and whatnot. So um, while we're there, you know, it's evident that we're feeding all these people, and then, of course, the, the, the church that has an orphanage is getting the money, and then that's helping them support these, these children. They have a school there, and they take care of them. These kids have been forsaken. They've been left mm. to their own to die, basically, and or would be sold into uh, slavery. Right. Uh, that's what goes sex slavery or otherwise. That's what that's what that's a lot of many kids. So at any rate, um, just uh, you know, really touching. Uh, but so, anyways, we stay this place. But but it's funny. I got to tell you this. Uh, so the room I'm in. Uh, uh, it doesn't have air conditioning. It has a fan, but the power goes off, so we're stuck with no, now no fan. <laughs> Humidity in the high nineties. Um, yeah, anyways, and then uh, then I did this. Now the second place I went the last week was a big town, nice hotels. So you know, it's it's like heaven and hell. Two star. As as, <laughs> what's that? Two star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no. It's, it's nice, you know, and it's good restaurants, but. The other place is remote, you know, literally out in the country, on the border. That, that's where the Lord said, my grace is sufficient. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, actually, the irony was when I was up at the other place, I, I, they let me do a sermon at the church, and uh, it was on thankfulness. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to keep thankfulness. <laughs> I was like complaining like, like, you know, like, uh, like Jonah. So at any rate, um, yeah, so, so anyways, but I, I have to use an outhouse. And, and to get the outhouse, I have to go through a pigsty. There's a pig. And I don't mean Arnold, the little cute little pig. I mean the monster pig who doesn't like me coming into his area. Uh, and there's no concrete path or whatever to get to the outhouse. And wait, I've been there Craig, one was time. This, wait, was it those yeah. pigs that, was, uh, that got possessed? Were you talking about it was one of those pigs that was left over? You tell me, man. <laughs> I could swear it was because this thing got loose. And it took like ten teenagers to to pull it down. Uh, so uh, th- th- there's no concrete, there's no wood to walk on. It's dirt, and it's mud, and it's a pigsty. So when it's in there, so at any rate, uh, and then one time I go there, and and they give me this little makeshift lantern, and it goes out, and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> well, I was it was woe is me, Lord, why me, why me? But uh, you just had to, you had to be there. <laughs> Been there. So, uh, again, no change of clothes, uh, can't clean up, uh, you know, they don't have sinks in many of them. <laughs> there's no sink, there's nothing like that. A water so, hose, usually, a water hose. Uh, way out on the other side, yeah, the yeah. other side of the of the complex was a water hose. There we you go, are correct. I remember those. Yeah, 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 no, you're right. So, But but I had my wipes with me, sanitary wipes, I went through like five packs of them. <laughs> um any rate, but but I don't want to lose sight seriously of of the ministry. Yes, and so I, I anyways several days just in there teaching and sharing and fellowshipping and uh, just dialoguing with these guys and gals and just just awesome, just wonderful. And then I didn't realize I was going to get the privilege that I, I didn't know at first they had an orphanage there. But I see all these kids, and then they tell me, and then I find out that you know by us staying there, of course, just that alone, we're giving them work to do, and that helps them. Mm. Let alone we made you know we made a donation to them as mm-hmm. well. The pastor there, by the way, he was one of the first Christians in that region originally. It's Buddhists and Hindus, and they actually tried to stone him to death. Wow! So you know that's what you're dealing with here. Yes. This is not. <laughs> it's a different world, and so at any rate, they had tried to kill him. Apparently, I guess several times actually. Um, but by the grace of God, he persevered. His son actually became chief of the village where we were, um, and at any rate. So uh, what was it, uh, Thursday night, my last night there, uh, the previous week, 
uh, I, I actually found out I got to talk to the um, the orphans, the kids. Mm. They have a service and they they have a school there, and then they have a, every night they have devotions and whatnot. And um, I got to address them, and of course I didn't talk about Greek and Hebrew and you know advanced views of justification or whatever as important those are. I talked to them. I felt the message God gave to me for them was about look. You know, life is not fair. Life is tough. And some of these are, two, you know, two, three. Some are four or five years old. And then there's a lot of teenagers. And so I tried to relate to them. I said, look, you know, I, I can't say that I understand what you've been through. I, I don't understand it. I've not experienced what you have. Um, and life's not fair. And life's been really difficult for a lot of you already, even at this age. I, and I said, but, you know, they're, they're, and I, over there, they don't really use the term so much even mom and dad. Uh, kind of use it, but it, and, you know, or let alone grandmother or grandfather. It's really uh, a term of respect for an older person as uncle. They call mm. it uncle, and okay. and and the grandma would be auntie. auntie. Uh. So uh, an older woman is respected as auntie and uncle. And I said, but you know what? I said, but auntie and uncle love you dearly, mm. and they love you and want to take care of you like they're doing here, uh, clothing you, feeding you, giving you an education, and and loving you and teaching you because because of God's love for you. And I said, there's a Heavenly Father. I said, your Heavenly Father loves you, and He will never leave you nor forsake you. He knows you. He calls you by name. You belong to Him, and He will never fail you. So even though your your mom and dad, your earthly parents have forsaken you, our Heavenly Father will never forsake you. And you could tell some of these kids totally got it, trust me, especially some of the girls. And I said, you, you need to know God does love you in spite of what's happened to you. You are greatly loved by God, and you belong to Him, and you are His children, and He will never let you go. And so at any rate, I, I count that, man, that was like, I tell you right now, that was like one of the greatest privileges I've ever given in my life. I've spoken a lot of places to a lot of people, and that was probably the, the, the um, best privilege I've ever had in my life. To, to circumstances uh, calls for it. I mean, the circumstances, yeah. when you see people out there, it adds that enhancement to, uh, to ministry. It makes, it, it, you know, it takes it off the pages of the Bible and all the theological construct and bring it to real life, man. Well, there you go, Daryl. So it's all things to all people and, and yes. adapting to your audience and yes. what they need to hear. So played hardball with a lot of these pastors and leaders. And again, just uh, I can't tell you how rich the discussion was. You'll be able to see the pictures the next day or two. You'll see the pictures where we were um, and, and the, the groups of them. I don't have a picture of everybody in the same picture. Somehow people kept taking off one place or another, but you'll see clearly the, 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 the idea that folks there... And uh, you'll see me in the same clothes in every picture. So, at any rate, um, so anyways, I did that. Then it's a five-hour drive back up through the mountains, back out to the airport. Then another four hours up another mountain to where we were at the second place where we teach uh, the the thing we've been doing for the last four or five years, uh, TOT, Training of Trainers. And mm-hmm. uh, that was an awesome time as well. Um, and we had, had a graduation. I got to speak at the graduation. Uh, I did the, the commencement speech. And then... Uh, Anyway, I kept it short and tried to relate to them. You did what? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I only spoke <laughs> like 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Because okay. uh, it was been a long day, and they, these guys were tired. And mm-hmm. I just want to say, you know, you guys are, are God's instruments. You, the Spirit of God is powerfully moving. I said the first time I came here, I was asked to come and evaluate it. And is this worthwhile? And I said, you know, I want in. I, I want to invest in this, spiritually speaking. So... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I said, you know, God's really at work, and He's using you, and we can't do as good a job as you're doing. You speak the languages; these are your people. You care. You're often persecuted for what you believe, um, literally. 
And, uh, you know, we're just here to equip you and to help you any way we can. And so mm. I talked with them, did, did the sermon again on thankfulness, and I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I needed to do that myself. But um, <laughs> Definitely preaching yeah, to the preacher. Uh, at any rate, uh, so just, and then look, I t- I, we bought a lot of materials. We took them all over, and we left all of it. Uh, eventually I got it back to the other place because it just so happened that some of the pastors I was training were close to this other area where I had been close enough. And so they they had agreed to take the material with them back mm-hmm. over to the other place because this was in, uh, a fair amount was split in two bags. I had one bag that weighed almost 30 pounds, another one made almost 30 pounds. Those mm-hmm. are my carry-ons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I have over a 50-pound big bag, and that big bag had been lost. Right, right. And so, but I had a lot of materials in there, but I got that uh, back until I had that given out. And so we left all the material, everything that people provided, we left all that those funds there. Uh, we we invested in God's people, you know, paid for their food, lodging, for travel, um, and the teaching. Uh, let me say, if it's not evident, of course we don't charge them. We pay for all that because it's our privilege. We have been so we have no idea how well to do we are here in America. Mm. You go to a place like that and you get it. Get it real fast. PCH, yeah. let me ask you this question before we get to the phone calls and other things we're going to do tonight. Uh, and it's sort of like. Specifically, uh, the the child, not the child, but the teenager or the person that's transitioning from childhood to adulthood, around 15, 16 years old, whatever they consider an adult out there. What was the most profound thing that was asked of you by that type of person? Yeah. Because they've already lived the life of a, a thrown away child. Now they're transitioning into man and womanhood. Yeah, you know, and Daryl, and, and I'm going to say this, people don't know this. You and I didn't rehearse this. We didn't say, now let's talk about this. Absolutely. You asked this question in one sense, out of the blue. But I'm so glad you did, because there was one, uh, i got several things I want to share before we're done here, and then take the phone calls. But mm-hmm. this one, one young man, 14, 15, came up to me. He went out of his way to talk to me. This was not like I was right in his path, or he had to say something nice to me mm-hmm. as a guest because they're very into hospitality. Um, he went out of his way. He waited to talk to me, and he was just so excited. If you could have seen, and I wish I would, again would have got more pictures, but um, uh, my camera was, they were acting up, and I, I had trouble with them, of course. But at any rate, this, this young man was just so full of life, and he was so energetic, and he was talking about how much Uncle and Andy loved him, and they were giving him an education, and how he eventually wanted to go to college. And this kid was just fired up, and I just thought, man, alive, what a privilege. Talking to this 14-, 15-year-old young man, and, yeah, he, he, uh, he was orphaned I don't know how long before that. Obviously had a rough life, but he was just so jazzed. He was so excited that, that Auntie and Uncle loved him mm. and were educated, had taken him in, but were giving him an education. Right, so they have teachers right there, and they're being taught English and, and their own languages and whatnot, so they can have a skill, so they can get a job or go to college. So yeah, Daryl, that that one alone was just phenomenal. Of course, some of these little girls' faces—if you'd have seen the—I have the pictures. You'll see it. They'll melt your heart. You'll go, "Oh my, this is incredible." What, what did they ask you? I mean, I know that's the, the person that probably moved you the most, but what was the question or the uh, statement? He really made? was just talking to me more about getting an education. Got it. That, he that, didn't that, so much ask me a lot of deep theological. Sure. No, 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 no. I, I, wanted, I, that's what I thought. He wanted to meet me yes. and greet me and just. You know, basically, he wants to do. He wants to grow up and go to college and, and be, be able to do kind of the stuff that that's going on there. I got to meet a lot of leaders. I met several tribal chiefs. That's what they call them, literally mm-hmm. chiefs. And mm-hmm. they gave me one of their greatest honors. They gave me this beautiful. I tried to take a picture of it. This beautiful um, shawl that they give. It's a purple. It's royal purple color. 
And then one guy said to me, even uh, he says, uh, when Jesus comes back, we're giving him one. He's yeah. not getting anything better than we gave you. So yeah. <laughs> I was right, like, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but they're, they're hard there. They're trying to start a Bible college. But guess how many books they have in their library? Well, they have two now because yeah, I gave them two. There you go. Uh, for there those you group, go. I gave I gave well, actually a lot of books, but mm-hmm. for them, I had two books left, and I gave them to them. Man, we take things for granted, um, brother. But yeah, yeah, you know, so that's their library, and then but they they have teachers there who have actually gone to Bible college and have masters or or what have you, and are, want to teach them. And this is literally, I kid you not, literally on the border. These guys are so wise, so smart. They they basically, if they get in trouble with India, they can say, we're in Myanmar. You can't touch us. Yes. And if Myanmar messes with them, they'll say, we're, we're in India. Yes. You can't. Doing, so that, they, doing that Paul thing. Yeah. Doing like Paul said, I, I'm a Roman citizen. You know, you've got to have that wisdom. Yes. You know, I love that. It, yeah, so, so at any rate... Um, <laughs> So uh, it just so they were they loved it and they wanted me to come back and teach in their their Bible college and I got invited from a number of pastors and want me to go actually more into Myanmar and uh, teach them as well so we'll see what happens hopefully I get some of their emails and I'll sh- share those as well with people so people can know and the point is because a lot of you listening right now you made this possible you prayed your finances made this happen. Yeah, my way was paid over there by somebody else. Um, some my big flight was actually. Right, right. Um, I, I flew almost ten, twelve times in two weeks because you have to to get to the other places. Mm-hmm. But, but my big flight was 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 paid. Um, but for but uh, but you know the, the all the other travel and the lodging, food, and whatnot, and we fed these guys and fed them well, um, and. Uh, Spiritually and physical food, and uh, they they were just so thankful. Again, if you could hear these people um, and hear the conversations, you would be overwhelmed. It's just, and I just think, what a privilege. And I have to admit, there's just something that appeals to me of being sneaky and going into areas that I'm not supposed to really be in. And, <laughs> That's that adventure. That's that adventure. That's it, yeah. And, and, and teaching pastors who, who just were like, some of these guys were like, I've never heard this. No, I've never been yeah. taught this. Man, no. And they were so, it was like giving somebody a really good meal. They were just like, wow. You know, and they were going to go back and share this. And I went through words like grace and mercy and hope and, and justification and salvation and, and explain them from Greek and Hebrew. And, wow. and, and, and in a way they can understand. I didn't go sure, high flu. Sure, sure, sure. Thank God. It, trust me, these guys are plenty bright. If you think these guys are dullards, you're sorely mistaken. No, you but, don't, the circumstances doesn't make the mind. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So anyways, I, I, I got to tell you, my, they lost my luggage for a week. Uh, most of my flights were delayed significantly, messed my schedule up. I almost got literally, the, uh, there was a mob in, in one airport because uh, the, if you don't know the World Cup's going on, at least the uh, under-18 World Cup, the junior World Cup's going on. And they were playing actually in one of the cities I went through and I flew out of. And I'm at this airport, and uh, this kind of rural airport, semi-rural. And uh, there was a mob. I'm like, what is this? I've never, I'm going to be late for my flight. I'm not going to make it because the traffic was so heavy, the security line. And then I find out that these guys are coming through. And so a lot of people, when these guys came through, wanted their pictures and all that. Right, 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 right. So they took that, they got out of line. So I'm like, well, they're all out of line. I can move up now and I might make my flight. And then about 10 minutes later, they figured it out. They, they were done, and they all rushed back. Now, there's guards here. There's guys with automatic weapons and all this stuff. And they literally were cry, cr- practically crushing people up against the walls and that, tr- going trying to go through security. And you're like, literally, you see, ah, now I understand how people get killed, get crushed to death. Yes. And I actually had to literally exert some force to keep from people from just trampling. I, I, I am not joking. 
I've never experienced that firsthand. I've experienced people who are trying to cut in on me constantly, but never this mob of like trying to, to rush in to get through the line. And they have to stop at the security thing because there's guards there with mm-hmm, guns, and mm-hmm. you can't just rush that. But the, the guards did nothing. And then my last point, my last story is, so I'm, I'm, I'm done, basically. I get back to Delhi, the major airport. Uh, I'm supposed to fly out about 2 in the morning. And I, you can't check in beforehand. I haven't had Internet access. I can't check in online anyways on an international flight. You've got to show up uh, three hours before the flight. They won't let you in three hours. And you can't, you can't get your boarding pass or anything. You've got to go through the security stuff. And They didn't want to let me in again. Where's your name? And I'm like, oh, come on, mm. on, on, the, on the hard copy. But at any rate, so I finally get in. I get to the counter. I'm like, oh. And then they're like, uh, oh, we don't have any record of you on this flight. And I'm like, are you serious? I said, I just, I just confirmed my seats again a couple of days ago. And uh, what happens when they, I'll just tell you, when they transferred me from this airline to Qatar, somehow they took me out of the system. So when I show up at Delhi, they say, you're not even in the system. Uh, and so they made me wait till everybody went through. I just stand there. And I'm not done with this airline yet, I can assure you. Uh, the, the same one that lost my luggage and uh, would delayed me in the previous time, same thing. any rate, so... Hey, longer than you know, so it was my airline. Yeah, yeah, so they tell me, you're not even on here, so wait, so finally they get me on here. But they're like, you must have done something. Did you change your flight? And finally I realized what they're talking about. I said, look, yeah, my flight was changed because I would have missed my flights and all my flights to, in, in, in India. And and the gal goes to me, basically, well, you must have done this. And I said, look, I said, don't, uh, look, we all make mistakes, but if you're going to put this on me, we're going to have a problem here. You changed it. You got your guy. I had his name and the guy, the night manager or whatever at Dallas-Fort Worth Airport for the yeah. airline. I said, he changed it. He's trying to help me. But look, I didn't change anything. And I'm like, you know what? If I don't get on this flight, we're going to have a problem. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't yell, didn't, oh, didn't scream, but I said, you know what? Do you understand getting, you know... Anyways, so finally they let me on, but I, I just thought, you know, even my last flight, it was, it, the, the flights were so messed up, Daryl. I just, I can't tell you, I'm just not, not going to waste any more time on all the times I was delayed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they just goofed it up. Well, we, we, we could talk about the flight information after on the other side, you and I, because you, you're making me feel like I want to get a check again from that industry. Yeah, but, but I would say this, so it was... It, and I've been I've been stranded before. Look, folks, yeah. I've had to drive four or five hours blind trying to remember how to get somewhere because exactly. my ride didn't show up. I've I've had other things happen, but I would just want to say this one more time: worst traveling experience ever, besides getting sick and and then the humidity and the, my luggage being gone. Oh, oh, I gotta say one more thing. Oh wait, Brian, Brian was mouthing to me. Uh, they crazy. Something happened to his luggage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So finally, I get to civilization, as I call it. I get to this major city. I get a hotel room, and I'm like, I'm taking a shower. No, then, don't mess up the ambiance. Daryl, <laughs> I go in the room, I go in the bathroom, water. I'm like, I'm, I must be missing something. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing it. There's no, there's no bathtub. <laughs> there's no shower. It's, it's a, a cup. A they cup. got a cup in there. There we go. And so I go to the front desk, and I said, hey, uh, you know, just help me out here. Uh, <laughs> I went in my room. Uh, no shower, right? He goes, yeah. He looks at me like, oh, yeah, what are you, an idiot? Yeah, there's no shower. I'm, and he, and, he, and the, I, he goes, yeah, no shower. And I said, no, it's unacceptable. I need a room with a shower. So at least the next day, I actually was able to clean up. <laughs> but, hey, but, but to the point, worst traveling trip, trip ever. But the most important thing, the ministry, Magnified was, I would argue, uh, the best I've ever had. And I've had some pretty great opportunities. Isn't that just and, like our God, though? Isn't that yeah, just like our God? God? I felt like the devil was trying to beat the hell out of yeah, me. Sorry, yeah. I'm not cussing, literally. And, uh, but God's hand was there, and man, just uses 
radically powerfully so. And I hope people don't misunderstand what you're saying, Greg, and listening to this, because the emphasis is, I mean, we as human beings, we can relate to the to the travel stories, but the, the key emphasis is God's word, is that is people being edified and God getting glory. Yeah, and the, the teaching, the teaching, what we left them, the materials and, uh, and the, the teaching and the further equipping mm-hmm. for the ministry that God has given them. Let me tell you something. I'm just going to be blunt. This is not some Bible tour. You're, this is not, you're not going to go on this tour. This is not, the, <laughs> this is not Club Med. This is dirty, filthy, uh, pigsty, literally, uh, outhouses, um, no, no running water many times. Oh, okay, there's a hose the other side of the field. You're right. There you um, go. But you know what? But ministry, man, the, the chance to minister God's eternal word to people, to invest in what, what are the two eternal things in this life? The word of God and people. Yes, sir. And a chance to invest in God's kingdom, invest in God's people, and to see their thankfulness and see how they were further equipped. That part, I, it's an old line, I hate to say it, but I've got to use it. It's pri- that was priceless. That, that, no, I'll never forget that. Ladies and gentlemen, what are you listening to? You listen to Bible Information Brokers. You may have heard a story about what Professor went through on his journey. We won't call it a trip. On a journey, a privileged journey that costs something some comforts of life that we get so used to. But don't let that discourage you. We want to say thank you again for those that participate in praying yeah. for the professor and also by donating financially. Now, Brian, we see that we offer the people an opportunity to call in. We see a couple of callers there. But I'm going to tell you something, Craig. Personally, I can not just listen to uh, events that happened to you on your trip and the various things we could talk about and the, and the appreciation of the people that were receiving God's word and just learning. We have this blessed privilege right now that I, I'm going to be honest with you. We come on this radio show, been doing it for years. And for people to not take advantage of the opportunity to ask questions, Brian, I just want to know when someone walks up to them and they don't have a biblical answer, but yet they listen to the broadcast today. They can say, dog, on it. Could have asked them boys a question. i got to wait till next week. They don't have to. They can go to the Word of God themselves. But, folks, we're here. Take advantage of this opportunity to call in with your open question, no matter what it is about the Bible, about life, about philosophy, about religions, world religions, the various things you're going through in life. Give us a call. And we're telling you, if there's a biblical response and we know it, we're going to share it with you. If well, there's not, then we're going to tell you we don't have a biblical response, but maybe we can offer our collective knowledge. Right. And and one thing we do have to realize, too, is that for, I guess, for three weeks now, you know, we, we've been off of our regular Bible question and answers because, uh, you know, Rob did a teaching last week in, in the, almost for an hour, and then the week before then we did another teaching and then now you know Craig sharing which we definitely want to hear about so we've been off of our regular bible question and answer so uh as far as i'm concerned for very good reason you know and we want to get back to that format we have the format yeah, again yeah so it, give them the number let them know how they can call in give the email address tell them to call in you have that voice you have, you have that voice like what's that guy we used to say from the brave not from the brave heart what was that guy oh like, I, I was told i don't Costner. think so is yeah, it Costner? They, yeah people like three or four people don't sound like kevin Costner. i you said don't look I, like him, I but don't, you sound I don't like get him. it yeah same college you graduated from oh i'm sorry to hear that that's all right <laughs> uh yeah you know folks uh 
give us a call with your with your Bible questions. One triple eight LA talks. One triple eight five two eight two five five seven. You can email us, or you can go to the website at bibleinfobrokers.com, Click on the link that says uh, "Ask a Question." Type it in there, and we can do that. Uh, so uh, again, let me give you the number: one triple eight LA talks. One triple eight five two eight two five five seven. And Gerald has a Barry White voice, so don't be intimidated by Brian saying, call in with your Bible question. I say call in with any question about life. Right. I know we want to get rid of these programs. I do want to stop and pray for the ministry and for uh, the Sudans. these girls that were mentioned in Sudan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, this is Sudan. This is also uh, Nigeria. Yes. Uh, you're talking Uganda. Yeah. This goes on all over the place. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just unacceptable. And, and that often what's even worse is our government does so little. To, oh, don't get me started on that. Don't get me started. Nonsense. Please pray, let's, Professor. Let's pray. So, Father, thank you for a, a great trip. Thank you for your blessing, your favor, your hand upon it. We give you the glory and say thank you so much for the privilege, Father, of uh, teaching the eternal word to these souls made in your image and who in turn are going to these unreached people groups that we often talk about, and here's people doing it. Uh, So thank you so much. I want to pray for the word that was preached and taught, that it will not return void, but will accomplish the purpose you please and that to which you send it, that it will be uh, radically used um, in in their lives and for their ministries to... uh, glorify you and to bring many more into the kingdom of God, Father, that someday we can, in the greatest sides in heaven, that you'll give us um, a sense of who came to Christ and how, yes. what the uh, the investments of, uh, of time, talent, and treasure yielded and uh, get to your praise and glory and to the advancement of the kingdom. So we pray for these children in the orphanage, Father, that you protect them and have your hand upon them. We thank you that what we said, that we are confident, you are faithful, that you will never leave them nor forsake them. We thank you for the intervention in their life and that they've been saved from unimaginable suffering and or death. Uh, mm-hmm. So thank you, Father. In particular, we pray for these girls that have apparently fled Sudan to Kenya but are still in danger. And we know that in Uganda and Nigeria and in uh, Somalia, other countries, this, this is going on, on on a regular basis. And so we're praying for, for the protection of these children, the boys and girls, but these 25-ish in particular. May you be gracious to them. May you protect them. May your hand be upon them. Uh, protect them, Father, young boys and girls who were taken in as soldiers and made to, to kill others, mm. or, or women, uh, young girls who were sold into sex slavery, used as prostitutes, or uh, to, well, uh, sex slaves, sex slaves. As you know, yes. Father. So we pray for them. We also pray for your servants around the world in India, Myanmar, I think in Nepal, Bhutan, Bangladesh, China, North Korea, other parts of the world, particularly where they're persecuted where they uh, suffer for the cause of Christ. May your hand be upon them. May you strengthen them. May you encourage them. May you um, radically um, bless them. Uh, And may your hand be upon them and have mercy upon them. Father, we thank you for all this, and we commit it all to you, because we are more than confident Mm. in you, that you are faithful, and you will do abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. In his name, for his sake. We pray. Amen. 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 Hey, hey, guys, just two things. I apologize. I want to get done here, but I, I, two things I need to, to share. Um, by the way, it was interesting. When I asked the guys from Myanmar, the approximately 30 pastors, leaders, what was one of the big issues they were dealing with, they brought up basically the word faith movement. And, and, and why they brought it up was because, see, these guys live in utter poverty. Many of them can't hardly feed their families and clothe their families. 
and they're living in dire circumstances, and then they hear this message of God wants you to be healthy and wealthy, and that if you're not, you're not really effective. If you don't have a giant fellowship, then you're not really a servant of God. You're not faithful. And these guys took this very personal because they're really on the other side. They, they live in abject poverty. Uh, and so uh, I was able to talk to them about that, and I was able to really encourage them and, and address the, the Word Faith movement, which has made it around the world. Of course. Uh, unfortunately. So these guys, this really resonated with them. They asked me about this because there's, I said, basically, so I said, what you're saying to me is you feel like, I said it much lower, but you feel like a failure, that you are not really having effective ministry because you don't have the, the numbers that they say you should have and the wealth. And they said, that's exactly it. And so yes. I was able to encourage them, among other things. And I feel there was one main passage, uh, all scripture, but God gave me for this whole trip. And I just want to share this quickly. This was kind of my theme for this trip, uh, addressing the, the orphanage, the pastors, leaders from Myanmar, the pastors from India and otherwise, uh, and all the convocation, the church services I spoke at. Here's a verse I believe the verses the Lord uh, put on my heart uh, for me and to share with them. Uh, this was the theme, if you will. This is from Matthew 9, well-known passage, Matthew 9, 35-38. Matthew 9, 35-38. With this, I'll, I'll finish up talking about this. It says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Mm. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, mm. therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Amen. There you yes, go. Yes, sir. And I would say continually, send us. Send us vicariously. People participate vicariously. Send us directly. Folks, take advantage of investing in the kingdom of God. Uh, Brian, before we get to the phone calls, this would be a good opportunity to let the people know that we do need to hear from them from a financial aspect and that we maybe continue with all the ongoing work of the Bible Information Brokers. Please let them know. Yeah, real, yeah simply, Daryl, if, if, uh, if anyone out there, if you guys out there believe in this ministry and believe in the work of this ministry, uh, you, can, uh, you can support us financially. Uh, continue to pray for us, as always. Uh, but you can uh, go to our website, go to BibleInfoBrokers.com. BibleInfoBrokers.com. Click on the links that says support and donate, and you can give that way. It just gets to us right away, and uh, it's it's a lot easier. Uh, but if you are the one that wants to mail it out, and that, we have no problem with that at all, you can mail your uh, donations to P.O. Box 90477, uh, P.O. Box 90477, Los Angeles, California, 9009. That's 90009. And uh, do want to say thank you in advance for your donation. Really appreciate it. Again, the number you can call in right now. we got about 10 minutes before we take the top of the hour break. A little bit less, but let's go into the phone calls. Call us at one triple eight la talks one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. 528 Daryl with a Y is ready to receive your phone call. Uh, go ahead and give them a call now at one triple eight la talks one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. or go to our website at Bible Info Brokers, as Brian just gave you. BibleInfoBrokers.com and send us a question by way of uh, email and our Facebook page. Let's go to the phone calls, gentlemen, and talk with uh, Steve from Canoga Park. Steve, thanks for holding on and calling in. Hey, brothers. Good, good evening. How are you doing? Doing well, sir. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Good, good. Listen, I got, I got a couple of, couple of questions. One, as I'm sure you probably have covered it, but I've missed it. 
is your what are your what is your what are your thoughts on Hillsong Church? One and two, Carl Lentz, who's the pastor of Hillsong New York, is going to be speaking at my church, mm-hmm. and um, and a buddy of mine who, who also goes to the church, he told me about it. He said you should look him up and look him up. And and I tell you the truth, there's some things that there are some things that are quite troublesome. And I'm going to tell me if I'm off on it or not, but you know. And I just wanted to see what your thoughts on those on, the, on those things were. My thoughts are simple. I don't know of this particular ministry personally, nor have I looked into it. Brian or Craig, have you? Oh sure. Yeah, and the, here we go. The, the, now, after all, we said now we're going to be unpopular. I'm, I'm, I'm not. You looking for popularity? What you doing on this broadcast? I'm not supportive <laughs> of, of of Hillsong in many ways. They're they're kind of famous for their so-called worship songs and music. Um, uh, it's a church really out of Australia. The pastor's name escapes me right now, but uh, Brian Houston or something. Houston, like that. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, but but at any rate. Uh, they, 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 in fact, uh, they've partnered up with Trinity uh, Network, and uh, I think they have their own channel now, actually, or their own network. Yes, and, uh, they do. Mm-hmm. So they're very large in uh, out of Australia and uh, around the world now through uh, TV and Internet and whatnot. Um, I have some real problems, and, and let me tell you, and I really believe Christians lack discernment. It's just like Roma Downey. I actually met somebody who was going to attend the school she went to in Santa Monica, uh, it's another story for another time. A guy from Kenya, Daryl, he'd like this one. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, um, they're, they're naive. They think, oh, they're nice people, and they smile a lot, and they sing about Jesus, so that's pretty cool. Um, for, so, for example, uh, I remember watching him one time in particular, and he was, he, he was talking about, uh, he played a clip from uh, T.D. Jakes, who at least has denied the Trinity. He was a modalist uh, teaching classical heresy. And, 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 and you know, Houston says, well, can't you just sense the spirit? I'm like, no, I don't sense the spirit. What does that mean? Uh, well, we want some <laughs> emotional liver quiver. What does that mean? I hear him denying the Trinity. Don't you see that? Uh, and so he's like, can't yeah. you sense or this, you feel the spirit of God? I'm like, no, I don't feel him. If I feel him, he's grieved because the guy's teaching false doctrine. So that's an issue. There's a total lack of discernment. They uh, buy into some of the positive type confession stuff. And then another issue is he's really loose on homosexuality, uh, has not taken yes. a stand, and has actually almost come out like it's okay. Um, so, you know, these and other issues are very uh, troubling to me and disturbing. And just because they have a hit song, oh, wow, they must be great because they have a hit song that talks about Jesus, that proves it. No, it doesn't. Um, there's a number of word-faith issues, again, the homosexuality issue, the lack of discernment regarding sound doctrine, the lack of place of sound doctrine, I often feel like I'm listening to, I feel like, uh, you know, somebody ever been to a motivational seminar, a motivational speaker? <laughs> yes. These guys, most of them are non-Christians. They Rob Robbins, great, what's his name, Robbins? You know, Anthony Robbins, yeah. and, you know, Tony Robbins, and there's a lot of these guys have great, you know, pithy sayings and, you know, whatnot, and they're great motivational speakers, but it's not necessarily Christian at all. And uh, uh, so I'm not saying he's not a Christian. I, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying I do not listen to them other than to see what's going on. Uh, there's a lot of problems with the doctrine, the lack thereof, and Christians need to wake up and smell the coffee. You know, the, you know, the, the question, see if I can ask you a question after you don't mind. Yeah. When something like this happens in uh, people's church, uh, do you personally, I'm just asking you personally, I'm not saying what it happens, I, I experience, do you feel any kind of problem with approaching your leaders, if you're a leader in the church or your other church leaders, you know, however the government you have there, and, and voice your concerns in a respectable I, way? I, I, um, 
I'll tell you what. There's some that I have a personal relationship with that I do approach, that I do I do have a, I, I will approach. Some I won't. So uh, system, I'm it's asking you, off campus. Steve, here's what I'm asking you. Know. Here's what I'm asking more specifically. It's not just for you. It's for the listening audience. Is there any system in place, a mechanism in place, for you guys to? deal with various grievances no matter what the ministry is going through? Is there a system in place that you feel comfortable in doing so? I haven't, I haven't seen it, I'll be honest with mm-hmm. you. And I'll tell you, it's when, I, when, I was, when I saw that, and I saw he was in the lineup, and there's, an, in fact, another, uh, another brother, um, what's his name, Israel Houghton? Houghton? He's, a, he's a worship leader. I yeah, I heard of that uh, name. I heard of his yeah. name. Yeah, well, and apparently he's got some issues. He's had some issues too. A friend of mine was, and we were, the same friend was talking to me about it. And I'm going to tell you the truth, it was troublesome to me because I'm like, because I had to ask the question to like, does anybody who's vetting this? Because you know you can do a Google search and you look at it and you go on YouTube and you see these, and I'm like, doesn't that trouble anybody? Doesn't that raise up some red flags to you, anybody? You know, Steve. You know? Steve, here's a question I have. Um, now. What these teachers teach and what they're bringing with them, is that teaching being taught in your church currently? No. And that's the thing. It, and, that's what, and that's what's so curious to me is that, right. that it's not being taught. Um, now, there have been some issues we've been talking about because there was a big expansion, and they're talking about numbers and, this, you know, and how, they, how they've grown. But you know, uh, my thing is just like, well, why? But why are you bringing these guys right. in? And that's my and well, that's my issue. And you know, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, we have I'm sixty always, seconds, gentlemen. We have sixty seconds before yeah, the top of our break. We're in the age of personality cults, and we have yeah. this idea that the rock star of Christianity is going to come in and save the day, mm. help bring in more people into our fellowship, and put us on the map. Mm-hmm. And they've got something profound to say. And many, and it's not that it's never true, but many times it's not. There's so much celebrityism in Christianity today. It's practically a cult, and Protestants need to wake up and smell the coffee on this. Yeah, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do, uh, Steve, for you, I'm going to put you on hold because we can really go okay. to the top of the hour break, and I'm going to take you on the side. You just said you had a second question, so I'm going to honor that and put you on the other side of the, uh, the break. Okay, so hold on, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the presentation of Bible Information Brokers by Living by the Word Ministries. My name is Daryl E.Z.D. Fulton with my teammates, Brian Allen and Professor Craig Hawkins, the world traveler. He needs a wardrobe, um, uh, need a new wardrobe, I understand. But anyway, one triple eight five two eight two five five seven is the phone number, one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. Daryl, who spells his name wrong, is ready to receive your phone call. Go ahead and give him a call right now. Let him know where you're from. Get right into the to the question. One triple eight LA talks. One triple eight five two eight two five five seven. With your open, honest questions, whether it's biblical or whether it's about life. You hear that music? Means we go into the break. My engineers let me know we only have a few seconds left, so I'm going to use all of our seconds to let you know you can go to our website and send us a question by email or Facebook. So go there right now while the break is happening at BibleInfoBrokers.com. BibleInfoBrokers.com. And on the other side of the break, we're going to deal with your questions. So hang in there, Dan and Jerry, and those that are sending emails, questions, and those that are about to call in at 1 888 LA Talks, 1 888 528 2557. Let's take a break. See you in a moment.